And welcome back to the Rambler Podcast. This is your host, Mike McDonald. This week, my guest, my guest today is Jen Kim, the wonderful Jen Kim of Jersey. Jersey girl. It's awesome. Everybody loves somebody from Jersey, right? Right? If you don't, then you're probably, I don't know, you got a bad batch, I guess. We've recalled that lot number, and uh, we'll get you a new one soon. We've re- we're going to replace that. Anyways, uh, Jen Kim is awesome. She is on the board of Also Known As, and she's an events coordinator. She's coordinating the uh, Also Known As 20th Anniversary Gala, as well as uh, I think she's uh, helping out uh, Jenna Ushkowitz and uh, Sam Fuderman planning out their gala event uh, for Kindred, another adoption group. I think they're based out of L.A., West Coast group. And uh, she's doing a lot of other event planning stuff because that's her job. That's what she's good at, among other things. Uh, I was told to specifically say that she's not a crazy cat lady. And I I don't think she is. She only has two cats. That's a decent amount of cats. That's not a crazy amount of cats. A crazy amount of cats, I think it's like like four or five or more cats when you don't run like some kind of pet rescue or an adoption uh, for pets thing or organization if you're if you're just hoarding cats like like five or more cats to yourself uh and you you are single and have no interests in anything else but the cats that's when i think you become a crazy cat lady when it gets to be more than that it's it's a little insane so jen uh for the record you are not a crazy cat lady uh yet i will say yet because there's always the opportunity there's the opportunity for you to go out and get three more cats and uh, I'm sure your one cat who doesn't like anybody or anything is would, would hate that so uh, maybe maybe don't do that at least uh, until that cat uh, calms down or something anyways what else has been going on I went to uh, Peking Duck House last night in Chinatown uh, they were continuing to celebrate Lunar New Year down there you know I thought that would be like a one night event like a just a parade Knock it out, get it out of the way. Yay, we celebrated Lunar New Year. And that was like last week. Uh, went back last night, and there's still glitter and all kinds of crap all over the streets. And at first I was like, man, they just really didn't feel like cleaning this up. They did not feel like cleaning up the streets of Chinatown. But I was mistaken. It, it wasn't that, because there were street sweepers out there later that I saw. It, they just decided that they were going to continue to celebrate Lunar New Year, because they said, we're going to go for a whole month. We're going to do a whole month of this celebrating thing, which is great. Did you celebrate? Did you celebrate Lunar New Year? Uh, you know, it's not just for Asians. You can celebrate it anytime you want. So you're the, the monkey, I think, this year. Anyways, we went to Peking Duck House to celebrate some birthdays in a uh, Newly, happily married couples return to the United States after their sweet destination wedding in Turks and Caicos. By the way, thanks uh, to anybody who downloaded my podcast down there, because 2% of my listeners last week came from Turks and Caicos. So the pictures looked beautiful. I'm uh, sad I couldn't attend. But uh, we went to Peking Duck House, and it was, it was delicious. It was good. And uh, pro tip, do not order the duck off the prefix menu. Just order the... the as many ducks as you want uh, off of the regular menu and then sides and stuff like that. Because I think the uh, prefix only comes with like one or two sides. And, and that's not that's not as fun. Can't share as many sides that way. I want some dumplings. I want some steamed dumplings and fried dumplings. And I don't know who ordered the water chestnuts. I'm not a big water chestnut guy. It's just, uh, I don't know. 
I, I guess it doesn't have any taste to me. Is it just like a, I don't know, tactile experience, I guess, just to change things up. In any case, it was, it was great, followed by a, a night of norebang, which is Korean for uh, karaoke. I think most people would just call it karaoke. But I call it norebang because we were in K-Town, in Koreatown. Anyways, I'm rambling on more than the, uh, the name of this podcast even calls for. So let's not delay any further, and let's go straight to the interview with Jen Kim. Here she is. Ten years in Hoboken. Believes, right. Nice. March two thousand six. Wow. Yeah. So you like it then? I do. Yeah. Jersey girl, it's fine. Uh, oh, so you grew up in Jersey? Yeah. Yeah. Mid northern Jersey. My parents are still in the Where same is that? house. Whippany, New Jersey. Tiny town. That sounds so familiar. It's near Persephone. Okay, Some yeah, I know, know Persephone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least I know the name. I don't know if I know where it is. It, no, it's like forty minutes west of here. Pretty much. So, what highway is it off of? Mm, 287. 287. And Route 10. See, I don't know Route 10. I know 287. <laughs> what exit on 287 is it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what exit your parents are? I don't drive. I mean, I haven't, I haven't driven since 2007. Uh, so, so, you like what, graduated and you were like, I'm done with this. I'm moving to Hoboken. No, it was more complicated than that. I graduated from Rutgers, like you did. Uh huh. Got married. Uh-huh. Moved to Boston for four years, uh-huh. came back, lived in Jersey in the suburbs, then moved here. So, but you drove you drove around in the suburbs. Yeah, though. yeah. So I didn't have a car in 2006. <laughs> the last car I ever drove was in the Berkshires. My boyfriend's car in 2007. What kind of car was it? Honda. <laughs> we are not together anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and you hate Hondas now for life. <laughs> Might hate other cars too, but what? that's okay. <laughs> No worries. No, I don't. I mean, I miss it if I want to go to the beach or want to go to Target. But otherwise, yeah. as you saw today, parking in Hoboken, not easy. Yeah, kind of a not nightmare fun. here. This yeah. is like my second time of recent history coming to Hoboken. Yeah. And I, like, nothing wrong with Hoboken. But no, I'd just recommend public transportation. There is, yeah, there's no parking. Yeah, yeah. we definitely should have taken the train down because... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Looking for parking. I thought I was like, oh, it's a Sunday. <laughs> nobody's going to be there. No. I think a lot of people are in town for the Super Bowl and the bars. Well, that, so then we ended up parking in a garage, and yeah. they were like, event parking. I was yeah. like, what event's going on right now? They're like, the Super Bowl. I was like, it's not like the Super Bowl is being played in Hoboken. <laughs> so they jacked up the price? Uh, I think it was $30 <gasps> for till like midnight or something. Oh, wow. But That's I was like, hot. yeah, but we got a uh, one of these apps that was like, Oh, you can park till whenever for twenty bucks. All so right, I go up there and they're like, "Let me see that." And the guy like didn't believe me, and really? he took my phone. Skeptical. Yeah. But you would have spent more on the train, actually. Would we? I don't know. I think so. Twenty bucks to go to my parents. I have, I have no idea. I don't, I don't know how much it would cost to come yeah. down here. Mm. Did you pay any tolls? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we had some tolls. See? There you go. It's an expensive area, like we were saying. I know. But my landlord here is awesome. Shout out to my landlord. He has only raised the rent $20 a year. Nice. So he's pretty cool. That's and not he so fixes bad. everything without even being asked. That's pretty sweet, because mm-hmm. I have to leave here and go to Lowe's to find a valve for my toilet, because I found out that's broken today. Oh, no. Luckily, we have two, but the one I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> Do you know how to fix it yourself? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, the age we live in, I just go on YouTube. You like, did. That's, that's what I do, so too. That's pretty good. I can do that. You don't want to mess that up, though. 
Uh, this one seems pretty easy, I hope. You have a landlord? I have a landlord, uh, allegedly. Yeah. I, I have somebody that I send a check to. Right. I don't know. It may not exist, actually. Right, yeah. It might be a robot. It could very well be a robot, just somebody who's not real in yeah, general. Just, just a bank account. Okay. Yeah, exactly. There's a, there's somebody with a bank account, basically, mm-hmm. is what it comes down to. My first apartment here was not so nice. It was in a basement of a family's home. Maybe oh, not yeah. even legal. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> Probably so, not. No, and it had one window all the way in the front that was hard to keep open because then you were open to like the street, even though it was below. There were no like no bars or anything. No. Oh. And uh, it was, you know, it was inexpensive because I wasn't making a lot of money in publishing. No one really does, initially. And the landlord was awful, and there were mice, and it was just Ooh. a bad situation. Yeah, yeah. So I was much happier to come here. <laughs> where those but it was windows. cheaper, though. It was, it was. But, I mean, really, it just, in the end, this wasn't so much more money. And, you know, yeah, I kind of yeah. moved up in my career a little sure. bit, whatever. Um, so we, we like it better here. Yeah, I would, I would yeah. probably do that assessment. <laughs> Yeah, so you grew up in Whippany. Whippany, New Jersey. Whippany, New Jersey. Yes, my parents are still together, still in the same house where I grew up. So uh-huh. I think that's pretty cool. It gets more rare these days. And I was just there yesterday. Yeah. There you were in Whippany, New Jersey? I was in Whippany, How New did you Jersey get there yesterday. from Hobart? Train. You took the train to Whippany? Exactly. What train easy. do you take? Um, it's like the Morris-Essex line. And oh, okay. you take it from here either direct to Convent Station, New Jersey, and they pick me up. Or you have to get out at Newark and switch. And all my friends oh, okay. are terrified by this. My friends in the suburbs, they're switching? like, but you have to switch Newark. I'm like, no, it's really not bad. You get off the I train. Mean, Newark is not terrible. No, you get off the train, you wait literally two and a half minutes, and the next one comes and you go. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. Or you could go to Secaucus, but that's a whole other issue. So you say Secaucus too, right? Yeah, what do you say? I say Secaucus. Yeah. But then the train conductor and now Ann says Secaucus. Secaucus, that's true. I'm like, why do they say sea caucus? It's sea caucus. <laughs> it's a mystery. Bunch of weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I said Route 10. Some people will say Route. Uh, what do you say? I don't know. I don't know what I said. The say. biggest thing people make fun I'll of I'll say for. Route 1. Oh, I don't say Route 1. I say Route I would one. say Route 1, too. Why do we do that? That doesn't make any I sense. I don't know. People make fun of me. The one word, the Jersey word, is water. Water? What do you say? Water. Water. Water? <laughs> People say water. I'm like, who are you? Yeah, water. Yeah. That's the only Do you word. say like, uh, wait, say water. it again? Water. That's not weird. It's weird when you're in like South Jersey and they say water. Yeah. Or like, they say phone. F- yeah, their O's are weird. They, yes. Like phone and boats. I spent some time in South Jersey and it changed my uh, speech a little and bit. And they call the city, they, when they say the city, they mean Philadelphia. Oh, that's true. Because they're a bunch of weirdos. Weird. That I is know. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Philly adoptees. Sorry, Philly adoptees. But uh, <laughs> that's not true. The city is not <laughs> Sorry, Philadelphia. Philly, South Jersey. Adoptees. Nobody says Philadelphia okay. city. There is a New York city, but there's no Philadelphia city. But isn't there a city area in Philly? It's like New well, City or something? Or is that something uh, else? I mean, like, uh, in Philly? Uh, maybe, was I'm it really Center not. City? Center City, that's yeah. what it is, yeah. Yeah. But, like, yeah, you're not like, oh, I'm going to Center City, and people are like, oh. I'm going to Philadelphia tomorrow. Are you? Yeah. For what? Work. Okay. Yeah. So you got some work down there? Yeah, just a meeting. Just a meeting? Good you're times. going all the way down to Philly for a meeting? Big quarterly meeting, yeah. Oh. It's like a whole conference thing. Yeah. Sales you don't managers. seem that ex- excited. Oh, it'll be fine. I mean, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll it's my see. second one. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. It'll be great. I'm excited. All right. 
<laughs> so what was uh, growing up in Whippany like? It was very small. Our high school was only 400 people. people that was my entire class. It. Yeah. Yeah. That was That's smaller than my graduating class, I can't I think. even imagine. It was very small. You knew everyone. Um, was it a private school? No, public. The really? The only high school for a couple of the towns around, Cedar Knolls, Whippany. Um, that might be it. And then, you know, other high schools around the area, but uh-huh. I mean, I didn't really interact very much with them for some reason. I don't know why. Uh-huh. So my friends were mostly at my school and pretty diverse. I mean, I had Chinese friends, Taiwanese friends, um, more Asian than anything else, I would say, but no adoption. More than friends. white or just uh, in general? I had more white as... friends than Asian friends, yeah. but like I didn't have anyone... I, I don't think I had any black friends growing up, just... For no reason in particular. Um, Is it because there was none in Whippany? Not many, yeah, not yeah. many. So that's part of it. Um, and no adoptee friends. I went to like the culture camp over the summer, but this was pre Facebook. We didn't keep in touch. <laughs> which ones did you go to? So, um, camp Friendship, which was in Sterling, New Jersey. That sounds familiar. Like I feel like I may have gone to yeah. that as a smaller child. Was that a church, like a convent yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It was I mean, you know, I, I like the cooking classes and mm-hmm. the fan dance, of course, which <laughs> everybody did. And uh, my brother liked the taekwondo. And then by the time I got to be a teenager, uh, there was a sleepaway camp. I just didn't go. Mm. So, yeah. So wait, so what's the family structure? I have a younger brother who is, I think, 33 or 34. I you think he's 33 or he, he can't remember either. He, you don't he remember what his birthday is? No, he just had a birthday in January, and he couldn't quite remember. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> my sister is in Philly, actually, and she is 30. So your sister's in Philly? Yep, 30 years old, doctor. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> 30 years she's, old, doctor. She's the overachiever of the family, that's what I say. So, What does your brother do? Uh, my brother is learning programming at home, and uh-huh. uh, we'll probably do something with that hopefully soon. Cool. Yeah. He is a new kitten father. Very proud of him for that. <laughs> <laughs> Another cat story. Wait, is he a single man with a cat? He is a single kitten father, yes. Oh, boy. That, I, <laughs> I, I was reading a... Uh, one of those, like, men's journal quizzes a long time ago. You know, these might as well be, like, Cosmo quizzes. <laughs> nice. And it was, like, assess, like, how girls feel about you or something <laughs> yeah. like that or whatever. And it was, like, guy with dog, plus 10 points. Yeah. Guy Single with guy with cat, <laughs> no, minus 5,000 points. I know, I know. <laughs> well, you know, we're just happy that he's taking some responsibility and <laughs> he has a little... Is this the first sign of responsibility out of him? This Major is the sign? first time he's had a pet on his own. Um, he... Was married. I was married. And both of those situations didn't work out. So when he was younger, was very much more involved in the Asian community than I was. Yeah. I sort of had friends, but just wasn't in, let's say, that world. But he would go to an all-Chinese church. He took mm-hmm. Korean classes. He went to Korea. I had no interest in that growing up. Oh, Nothing. yeah? I was just like... Uh, I'm white. Did and your sister? Did your sister? No, my sister has no interest now either. Nothing. Like she likes the food. Who's the oldest? I am. So you had like you're like nope, not <laughs> no, not gonna do it. No, it was nothing. It was nothing important. It wasn't anything that I thought about or talked about um, until I was 26. Uh-huh. Had a little quarter life crisis, <laughs> freaked out, and changed everything about my life. Those are a lot of fun. It was something. Yeah, it was um, a surprise, and started thinking more about adoption and just where my life was going, Uh thinking about having kids, thinking about my marriage, where I lived, my job, everything. So everything changed, and it was pretty dramatic, I'd say. What did you change about your life at that time? (sighs) 
I moved back to New Jersey. Uh-huh. I eventually got divorced. I were you changed. living in New York? Oh, you were living in Boston. You said we were in Boston. Yep. Came well, that was the first here. mistake. No offense. But, Boston, <laughs> that was for school. <laughs> and you, you of all people know. Where did you now. go to school? Someone's wife moving for you. Um, he went to the Massachusetts School of Professional Psychology. Wow. And we were both going to be. Uh, That's intense. Psychologists. He is. I'm not. Um, Do you have a degree so in psychology then? I have a bachelor's in psychology. He has a doctorate. Wow. Yeah. And my sister's a child psychiatrist, so she went that way as well. <laughs> I did not. Right. Um, but I think uh, for my job, I kind of therapize a bit, and that can be helpful. You got to deal with uh, a bunch of people, right? Yeah. Like all the time. <laughs> all the time, <laughs> yes. Um, so You're that- like, I want these kind of flowers. You're like, how does that make you feel? <laughs> exactly. Well, it can be very emotional. Weddings are very oh, emotional. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And family management and, uh-huh. and making everyone happy. I, I tell brides, I'm like, try to enjoy this time. I know it's stressful, but hopefully this will be your only you know time doing this. So. Hopefully. <laughs> exactly. So... You know, moved back to uh, Jersey, started a job in publishing, or uh, my second job in publishing, rather. What was your first job in publishing? Uh, editorial coordinator at Little Brown and Company, which know. I believe now is part of um, Hachette Book Company. There's been some oh, okay. mergers and such. Um, so then I moved back here, worked for John Wiley and Sons in cookbook uh, publishing, and then went into author events, which are not too complicated when we have a book and an author and... There's a bookstore. It's like talent management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. Here's uh, the Barnes & Noble, Marcus Samuelson. Get ready for the line. And working with Marcus was wonderful. He's an amazing person. He actually uh, convinced me to go back to Korea when I hadn't even really considered it. And he said, just landing in your homeland, your feet will touch the soil. It will change you. Beautiful. He's a beautiful writer. When, uh... Did you meet him before, after, or what, during your exploration of your quarter-life crisis and adoption? Oh, that's a good question. It was after. So that's kind of when it all kicked off. Um, You know, when I was 26 in Boston, then moved here, uh, worked with him a couple years later, and had gone to my adoption agency, Spence Chapin, here, and learned a few things about my history that were a little surprising and, to me, kind of Um, off-putting. Oh, really? Like what? Um, I... (sighs) found that the or or uh, the expectation was that possibly the people who brought me to an orphanage were related to me rather than strangers who found me on the street uh, for some reason that disturbed me okay i found out that my so you were found on on the street then or is that the story that they're, t- they're the saying the story was that i was left on the doorstep of an older couple's house okay and they tried to take care of me but couldn't because they were older so they brought me to an orphanage mm-hmm. so now that turned into perhaps they were my grandparents, some other people who brought me to the orphanage. Okay. So the idea of people bringing me that were related to me rather than random strangers hurt a little mm. or a lot. And then found out that my name, which was Kim Hyun Hee, was given to me at the orphanage when I had believed that was given to me by my birth mother mm. and left like they say it was pinned on to you, you know. So I was like, that's all I have of her. And now that's yeah. gone too. So that. Yeah. That was pretty bad. Um, it all kicked off on a birthday that led to several oh years of difficult birthdays. Um, so I think, you know, at that time, I, I had gotten married very young and then having, you know, been divorced in, in, in New York for the first time, kicked off a few years of 
crazy behavior <laughs> that one. Oh, oh yeah? <laughs> you and I had some talks about the clubs and, and doing things yeah. like that. Yeah, so, I've been to the clubs you know, a few times. <laughs> that was an interesting time of life, but... Um, being in publishing, my hours were pretty normal, nine to five. Sure. I think I wouldn't be able to do as much of that with my current job when I plan yeah, events and maybe. have some late nights and I'm a little <laughs> bit older, but that's fine. I There's find it's getting harder everything. to do yeah. the things I did in my twenties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you don't you, you don't bounce back as quickly. Yeah, I've had some pretty rough mornings, or like times where I'm like, ah, oh, I only knocked back a few beers, I should be good, I don't feel like that drunk, and the next day you wake up and you're like, no. real thirsty, and you have a headache, you're like, what happened? Why? What is this? I'm never doing that again, yeah, well, until Friday. I feel like I've said that more in my 20s than I have in my 30s, actually, which I don't know if that's a good thing or... But maybe thing. you listen to it more now. No. Um, maybe. Never mind. I'm like... I don't, I don't go as hard as I used to, that's for sure. I don't do it nearly as often. <laughs> uh, so did you end up marrying, like, your high school sweetheart? College. College sweetheart? Yeah. yeah. So who's he? He is now happily married with two daughters, and oh. I'm happy for him because that's what he wanted. Apparently it's not what I wanted at the time, so I think we were both better off. And um, then went into very long relationship. Uh, and it changed my life. I mean, it was very eye-opening. It um, taught me a lot about the city and mm. honestly just my identity as an Asian-American woman. And it's even hard for me to say that now because I didn't believe in it forever. I just was like, I'm not <laughs> I'm Asian. White. I did a stand-up routine about not being Asian. And you did stand-up? Uh, just one, one, one. Just once? One random appearance, yeah. Um, like an just open like mic? An audi- yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like I said, I'm not Asian. Why do you think I'm Asian? I don't look Asian at all. You're wrong. Um, and that has changed so much since then. Too. That was your bit? Yeah, but that, I mean, that changed into this past year doing a moth event about being Asian and about being proud of it and just my journey in relationships and how that really changed me and developed my identity, I guess you would say. Um, So I feel very fortunate to have had those experiences. I feel very fortunate to have had a good adoption experience with my family. Nothing's easy. You know, growing up is hard for everybody, (laughs) but... Now I have a great relationship with my parents, which I value a lot. And did you not earlier? No, I did, but but just closer now, I think, mm-hmm. and just that we're still uh, we still keep in touch, and I see them; they're not yeah. too far away. We and went there I yesterday. Enjoy, yeah, I enjoy spending time with them, and I'm just I feel grateful for that. There are many adoptees I know that have had struggles, um, and I've had different struggles. That's you know not to say that anyone's perfect, never, but. Um, in that part of it, I was lucky. They were loving. They were, you know, open and mm-hmm. let me take the lead in. If I was interested in Korea and an adoption, if I wasn't, they're, they're totally fine with that. Um, so I'm glad. Did you that. ever talk to them about adoption and stuff like that? Yeah, it was open. I mean, it was always just understood. It wasn't hidden. It wasn't mm-hmm. something that they made me feel weird about. Um, I went back to Korea in 2008 to do some searching. They were fine with that. Um, I know there are some adoptive parents that are very uncomfortable with that. Right. Um, but my parents are good at being open and talking, and they're okay. They've been very supportive, um, even with divorce, which uh-huh. in their religion is not popular, <laughs> I suppose well, you could well, say. How did you, you grow up? Um, just Evangelical Christian. Very, okay. very serious. 
Um, I've sort of stepped away from that a bit as I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. Um, but are they your parents are still, still pretty into oh, it? Oh, yes, very much into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're serious. So. They're still together, though. They are still together. I'm impressed. 40-something years. You just don't That's hear that. That's a good that. amount of time. You just don't hear that as much anymore. Yeah. So, wait, so you said your brother, who's younger, started exploring stuff earlier. Like, he did, How yeah. much earlier than 2008? Oh, gosh. I mean, he started exploring when he was a teenager or something like that. Mm. So, you know, now he's 33, so that was 20 years ago or so. How'd your fa- how did you feel about that at the time? I feel all adoptees kind of manifest that in different ways. So yeah. his was more outward. Oh, yeah. Mine was more inward. But, I mean, not to say too much about him I don't know if he'd mind that but he just he had some struggles and now I think he's doing really well and I'm glad to be closer to him again um that wasn't the case for a long time so so when did you start getting close to him again after you started exploring your stuff I mean kind of a lot later it's only been in the last couple years um he went through something fairly traumatic and I reached out and I realized because I've been going through a lot of changes like I said since the little quarter life crisis thing (laughs) And I realized at some point, hey, I'm the big sister. I've got to take the lead on this and be more perhaps maternal and take the high road. So, yeah, since then it's been better, which is nice. And what about your little sister? She's good. We're close. I mean, you know, we text, we call. um, You know, I wish I could see her tomorrow. There's just not enough time in the day. Uh, she's she's yeah, down in Philly. She's strong. She's she's small but mighty. She's little. <laughs> <laughs> she's fierce. Um, I'm really impressed with her independence and and I could never go through med school. That's rough. So she's yeah, she's good. She's explored uh, her adoption stuff yet. Or? No, not at all. No, she no loves interest? the food like we all do, but no interest in any of that. I think yeah, yeah. she's just in the place where she's growing and she's still a resident, and that's very self-absorbing. Yeah, and sure. Her hours are pretty crazy. busy. Yeah, so I think that she's very driven in that way. Okay. And I'm really proud of her. She's just yeah. I say she's the opposite of me. She's uh, short. She's uh, calm, and yeah. I don't know if I'm any of those things, so... <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. We're all different. Well, it sounds like she's busy with other things. She's got her uh, priorities mm-hmm. in, in other places. Yeah. Just fine. I mean... She's successful, yeah. I remember in college, I started going to Rutgers, and it was like, I thought I was going to start a birth search like that year. I was like... Ah, I got like a T1 internet connection at the time. Like the fast and get was like 56K or something. Kids are like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Like got a modem that used to like scream at you and was like, welcome to AOL or whatever it was. (laughs) And so I was like, ah, this is going to be great. I'm going to have, this is going to cut down so much time. I can do a birth search and all this and that. It was like school started and it was like, I have time for none of this. That's right. Yeah. None of it. Because it's like really a lot. It's very time consuming. Yeah. I think that's why it didn't really hit me until I'd been married for a few years and then gotten, you know, into my job enough to know what I was doing. And Mm -hmm. um, then it was kind of the time of uh, my husband coming to graduate and, you know, what's next? Are we going to have kids? Mm -hmm. Oh, we're going to and I'm going to stay home. Great. Oh, no, wait, wait. I'm going to have to keep working because... Of the money. Oh, wait, I don't want them at all. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> things change over time. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just amazed when I talk to other adoptees. I'm so grateful to know a lot now. And everyone has different stories and had different yeah. um, 
experiences and I love that you're doing this because just learning more about people is fascinating and I think that's the psychology part of me too and sure I didn't really get involved with adoptees until 2012 and that mm-hmm. wasn't really that long ago um so I'm it's good about time it's been four years now yeah I guess it has, it has. <laughs> time flies <laughs> it really does and I've just become more and more involved um on a in a couple of associations now and helping out with programming uh so I like it I like it a lot and I do credit Facebook with that and just sure. connecting people and bringing yeah. people together. Um, a lot of my friends are in other areas, other mm-hmm. states, other countries, and staying in touch with them is so easy now. It's so different than when we were growing up, I think. That is true. If I'd been in culture <laughs> camp and Facebook friends with all my friends there, then we would have stayed in touch. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it would be like these days, yeah. I guess, to do that. Because that was not just Facebook. You know, kids have, like, Snapchat and yeah, Instagram oh, and gosh, yeah. whatever else. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can connect with anybody across the world. It's right. not even just the U.S. I so. know. And I've tried to look up a couple of people whose names I remember, and I haven't found them yet. People's names can change and yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I feel lucky to know a lot of people now. A lot well, of people. Yeah. That's good. Well, that's interesting. So, wait. So, your name is Jen Kim. Yes. Is that... Have you kept your married name? Is that your maiden name that you grew up with? So, the aforementioned Kim Hyun Hee was the name I had at the orphanage. Uh-huh. And when my parents adopted me, they kept that as my middle name. So, okay. Jennifer Kim. And then their name was Lisco, which is Italian. Okay. Yesterday, I spent time with the Italian side of my family. A lot of Italian food, a lot of raucousness. <laughs> it's really fun. Um, and my mom's side is Russian, quieter, uh-huh. calmer. And just, <laughs> Very reserved, yeah, stone-faced. Yeah, you know, it, it's different. <laughs> and, and they're lovely as well. It, it's just kind of a different, interesting mix. Um, so then when I got married, I changed my last name to Brennan, Scotch-Irish history in that family. And then when I got divorced, I just took off the Brennan part, and then it was Jen Kim. Kim. Yeah. And then professionally, you know, events can be so crazy and busy and whatever people are you know, running around, so it just became Jen Kim. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> apparently that's, that's what I am, and people will call me Kim all the time. Oh, yeah? So I will respond to both if it comes to that, <laughs> <laughs> which it often does. Really, Jen Kim is like, it might as well be your first name. Exactly. Yeah. Jen Kim! Yeah. <laughs> people think it's Jenkins or something, but Oh, no. yeah. I've had problems with every single name I've had. I get Mike Mick a lot. Yeah. I'm in a lot of people's phones as Mike Mick. Does anyone call you Donald? No. No. You're lucky. (laughs) Maybe. I I don't know. As a kid, uh, I got... I got a lot of Ronalds. Really? <laughs> yeah, Ronald McDonald. Oh, oh. <laughs> nice. Um, Kids will make fun of everything. Yeah, they really will. It doesn't matter. So creative. I guess I should consider myself lucky that it was a Ronald McDonald thing and not like a race thing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but they were making you white. <laughs> really, really white. Clown yeah, white. Clown, clown white, white with a red nose. Yeah. <laughs> um, you yeah. ever dress up on like that for Halloween or something? I've never, no. 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 I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I shouldn't, though. I feel like that would scare a lot of children. <laughs> that would scare me. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. It would know. scare a lot of friends. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I think McTastic is another one. I don't even know where that well, came from. that's good. Yeah, that's... A, that's I'm, cool. okay with, I'm okay with those. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. The complimentary ones. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's never like a McDouchebag. That's, that's good. <laughs> as far as I'm aware. I mean, they, yes. people could put that in their phones and I just haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't know. But it's it's possible. Like when people <laughs> put in their phone for a number, do not pick up. Yeah, yeah, or screen this call. Yeah. It's Mick yeah. asshole. No. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I'm sure that doesn't happen to you. I I hope not. No. But, you know, I don't, I don't know. 
And sorry, Miss uh, Lisko, if this is offending your costume ears. <laughs> Not at all. I apologize for the expletives. <laughs> but it does, I will say on iTunes, it is marked expletives oh, or, or uh, yeah, explicit content. Explicit. We're explicit, yeah. We're, we're in full explicit mode, so we sorry. can say whatever we want. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so what was your first trip back to uh, Korea? 2008. I went on okay. a welcome home tour. Thank you, FedEx, partially sponsored by FedEx. Oh, that's right, um, yeah, you showed yeah. all the things, yeah. <laughs> so, um, it was about five adoptees from the States, about five from Sweden. We mm-hmm. all had a Korean volunteer to help us and guide us during the trip. Uh, about a week and a half, all of us on a tour bus, touring around. Yeah. Uh, you know, temple and... Uh, making kimchi together mm-hmm. and um, taking promotional photos. And then <laughs> <laughs> we split into smaller groups. Um, and then I think it was three of us, three adoptees in each group, so then three volunteers. Um, and we went, my group went to the southern, kind of southwestern area of Korea. Uh, we weren't too excited. We thought it was going to be a little slow, or a lot slower than Seoul. <laughs> um, so we had on our itinerary to pick peppers and... Um, make baskets out of straw and uh, make that sounds very blackberry wine. But it was actually awesome. Like, we had a lot of fun. Went to the beach, did this giant pork barbecue nice. in the backyard. And I think just sort of the smaller group, it, you know, we bonded and yeah, we had this yeah. night of, like, all these snacks and drinks. And, like, nice. it was it was great. Um, Lots I had of soju bonding. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. And then... Um, uh, they found my foster mother, which was very cool. Um, I met her, and it was sort of the ideal storybook reunion anyone would want. Yeah. Like, the crying, the I missed you. Um, yeah. I, I even get a little choked up now. Just I never thought that anyone in Korea thought about me, missed me, anything. So yeah. she said she wanted to keep me. She couldn't. Um, said I was her last foster child. Oh. But I hear that a lot, so I don't know if that was actually okay. true. We don't, I mean, you know, no one really knows what's true, what happened, sure. and that's frustrating to all of us, I feel. Um, and I even thought she could be my birth mother, and no one wanted to tell me, so I don't know. Mm. But she was lovely. She was lovely. I actually should keep in touch with her more, but that was a great trip. Really great trip. It was right over my birthday, so that was kind of crazy symbolic. Oh, but I am going back this year for ICA, for the International Korea Adoption Associations Gathering, yeah. um, in which we're expecting maybe 500 people yeah. in a room a good crowd. at once. I think my head will explode. I, I don't even know what to <laughs> Have expect. you been to one before? No, nothing that big, no. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to take in. It's a lot going on. We had a gathering here in uh, June 2013, so that was really the first year I... Knew a lot of people, and it turned into like 60, 70 people just from yeah. across the country. And people came from California, and it was um, really, really fun just meeting people in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was social, it wasn't a conference. People were asking about the keynote address, there was nothing like that. <laughs> um, but we, it was great. We went to the also known as Picnic, yeah. um, met some people there, and that was my first kind of gathering of, of any number of adoptees. Um, being on also known as now on the board meeting other people and making programs has been really fun. I mean, it's I love coming up with things that'll bring people together. Um, mm-hmm. And as Danny mentioned in his 
podcast, we had a holiday party with several Asian American associations in the area, which was great. And our anniversary is coming up in April. Sure is. Looking forward to that. Hope everyone registers for the for the weekend um, gala dinner and other activities. So that'll be great. Right here in Hoboken. Right here. Well, yes, that's correct. The gala dinner will be here <laughs> in Hoboken with a beautiful view of New York City. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be fun. Yeah. So are you heading up all the forums now? The forums, yes. I am in charge of the forums for now. Um, We'll see how that goes. We had one on international adoptee celebrities, um, of which there are more than we even realize, which is cool. Sure. Well, we we already mentioned Marcus Samuelson. Yep. Who else do we have? Uh, Um, We have Toby Dawson, Skier. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, We have uh, Man on So You Think You Can Dance, a man that was on... America's Next Ninja Warrior. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Futterman and Anais from Twinsters. Uh-huh. Um, a few makeup artists on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we, nice. we really looked through it. It was fun. The next one was on going to Korea and kind of basic travel tips, um, kind of in preparation for Ica. Um and our next one will be this week on dating. And yeah. people asked me if we could do Cadsby dating. I said that would be too hard to manage, so we're not doing <laughs> that. But we will discuss. <laughs> I don't know if we want to get involved in the... Uh... We're not matchmakers. The here. drama. No, no. Of we adoptee dating. We, we claim no responsibility for anything to happen, and anything that happens at the adoptee forum stays at the adoptee forum. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's Vegas rules. Yeah, in there. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One night only. So yeah. Um, so we're planning a few others in the future. Um, we'll see how that goes. But yeah. I what think are the uh, the early plans right now for those other ones? The other ones we're thinking about one on birth searching. Um, that's not uh-huh. anything I have any kind of expertise on. Um, since I've not completed that or gotten very far personally, but yeah. um, we do know of some people who have amazing stories that I would love for them to share. Yeah. And um, I think now, having gone through a few forums, people are coming back, um, mm. getting a little bit more comfortable with sharing and being yep. open. Yeah. So I'm really happy to see that. I think it's great. And just kind of facilitating discussions and letting more people absorb everything and mm-hmm. think, okay, I'm not alone. Other people have had these experiences too, and I think it's—I think it can be healing. I think it's nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the one thing I used to like uh, back when I first joined AKA many, many years ago now, uh, and it was about going to the forums and the speakers bureaus and just I selfishly one of the things that I liked doing was uh, being able to explain my story to other people because the more I felt yeah. like I actually explained it or explained my life experiences. The more I actually found out about myself. That's true. So I was like, oh, I never thought of it that way. And it would be like something that came out of my mouth. And I'd be like, my brain would catch up and be like, I've never said that out loud before. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I I always thought that was kind of cool. And so being able to provide that for other people to be able to do, I think. Right, exactly. That's how I feel, too. I think, you know, I'm a little older now. And there are people who I've never spoken to an adoptee before, may have just moved to this area, never been around. Yeah people of their culture before um that fascinates me having had Mm -hmm. the gathering uh everyone in that case was a korean adoptee people were coming from smaller towns we walked into k-town you know tons of asian people there they were so amazed they just they had not never seen that before and that fascinates me but i've definitely changed a lot i mean around the time of me first starting to explore being adopted and thinking about any of that i couldn't get through any kind of forum movie reading without sobbing 
Oh, just yeah. like completely out of control. That's um, okay. And it was funny, I saw the movie um, Somewhere Between. Spence Chapin mm-hmm. did a, a screening, and I was just crying in consoling. I, I found um, a friend who we're very close now, and she actually had been in the same audience crying as well. Um, <laughs> there was an interview with the director afterwards that was really wonderful, but now I, I don't feel as emotional when I talk about it. I'm able to talk about it, yeah. which I think is helpful, but... You've processed some stuff? Yeah, yeah, but definitely want to help people who are still going through that. Yeah, so. and it's hard because there are many... There's differences of... Uh, age when you start exploring these issues yeah, and yeah. the reactions that you get mm-hmm. and that stuff. Because mm-hmm. the older you get, I feel like uh, it's not like you haven't thought about those things, but that you've repressed a lot of things. Sure. With, oh, yeah. With not wanting to explore Oh, it. I repressed it forever, yeah. I just had no interest <laughs> yeah. in anything. And, and I think part of that was just growing up and dealing with everything, you know, that most people go through and adolescence and puberty and it's a uh-huh. crazy time. And I was very, very motivated in high school had a lot of activities, had a lot of things to be busy with. Yeah. And then adjusting to being newly married and very young was different. <laughs> um, and I was really happy in Boston. I had a great time, and that was a part of my life I look back on very happily. But yeah. things change, you know? Sure. People grow apart, things change, you start realizing new things about yourself. And uh-huh. I'm glad. I, I Honestly, I'm glad that this has all happened, that parts of myself have come out and um you know i just didn't ever think that would happen and it's brought me more than i ever thought that's good yeah it sounds like a healthy growth i think so (laughs) (laughs) so. (laughs) because there are people yeah who they don't have outlets or they don't have those experiences or they don't even want them right right and this this really feels like a community i mean i have girlfriends that i talk to literally every day yeah and that's amazing i mean i i feel like i've been so lucky to have good friends in my life my whole life Mm -hmm. it's just sort of a special group now of people who understand yeah this part of it and it can be different i think a lot of people in our korean adopted community specifically can get very close very quickly yeah and think we are the same and you find out no we have (laughs) something in common yes and that's amazing and we can talk about that like like no one can who hasn't been through it but the end Mm -hmm. of the day we are different people yeah um i see i have seen this happen in friendships in um, relationships, marriages. So it's it's interesting. It's something to be aware of. Uh, I have dated Korean adoptees before and had very positive experiences. But again, people change. People grow apart. Yeah, it happens. So. They discover things about themselves. They yeah. didn't know were there before. Yeah, and then you just don't know if you're compatible anymore. It's it's a mystery. Yeah, because people change. They do. Yeah. So how are things now? What's what, how's it going now? It <laughs> life. <laughs> life. Life is good. Life is busy. I mean, I think I'm very happy to be busy. I'm very happy to have a lot to do. I uh, have a lot of energy. At least I try. <laughs> and, well, you do live uh, down the street from a coffee shop. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> they see me a lot. So absolutely. I've become one of those multiple coffees in a day girl. I didn't think I would do that. Um, but it's happened. It's okay. Caffeine and a credit card. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> if it's helpful, um, which it is. So yeah, I mean, I work a lot of hours. I love my job. It's always different. It's always changing. Um, kind of in an exciting time now of bringing in new business, starting new projects, developing new menus, which I love. 
Um, so I'm glad it's it's hard sometimes. So what is it that you do? I plan events, and I'm director of sales at Star Events in New York. Okay. Um, we do catering, event planning, event production. Uh-huh. Um, we have properties in Miami, Philadelphia, New York. Um, so really, from the New York base, we can go anywhere. If anyone yeah. wants to do an event in Chicago, we're here. We'll go there. We'll fly there, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but all kinds of events, social events, corporate events, the smallest event I ever did was a wedding for two people, uh-huh. the bride and the groom. They rented a huge space. We did a tasting menu of about 10 courses, Whoa. different for each person. So really, that's 20 courses. Uh, they hired a designer to make a forest of silver trees and a moat, and oh, it was pretty amazing. Um, and then the, the largest ones have been galas, dinners for over 2,000 people. Uh-huh. Um, but really, you, you break that down into several smaller parties, and it's yeah. more manageable than I think people might think. But it's been it's been quite a career. It's a lot yeah. of... Uh, crazy stories. That sounds intense. Things. It can be. Yeah. So you're planning then the AKA uh, gala? Correct. I take correct. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they picked the right person. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. It's a beautiful hotel and we'll have a nice meal and, and some nice programming. So I'm looking forward uh-huh. to it. Yeah. Bringing people to New York City. It's going to be good. Yeah. Well, you're doing that now or they're trying to get you to do that for two different galas, right? That is true. That is true. <laughs> I like to help. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, yeah, yeah, helping um, Sam Futterman and, and Jenna Eshkowitz with their Kindred launch, their gala here in New York, um, and then also on the ICA uh, committee to plan the gathering in Seoul. Whoa. Yeah. You are a busy person. Yeah, I had to turn a couple other things down because it's, it's getting to be a lot. There's only yeah. so many hours in the day, and the only way I find to fit more in is less sleep, and that really gets to you after no, a yeah, you don't want to cut that out. You can't really survive on that for too long. No, um, maybe a couple of days at yeah, least. Yeah, no, no, and, and, and I don't want to spread myself too thin because, again, I, I, I love my job. It's fairly right. new. I started in October at this company. Okay. Um, so I'm really digging in and really trying to get this moving. I'm excited. How'd you get into this? <sighs> I mean, I think starting in uh, publishing and then cookbook publishing, as I was married, we cooked a lot. We loved food. That was sort of the advent of Food Network, and everyone was getting more mm-hmm. interested in it. Um, and then cookbook publishing, author events, and then wanting to do events that were much more involved and the food part, so catering. Um, and I've done flowers and um, you know, event planning in other countries. So it's it's been a long time. Oh, yeah? Which country are you doing? It was in Shanghai um, for two weeks for a beauty conference, and that was nice. intense. We also had two monsoons coming at us at the same Ooh. time. So that added to the drama a little bit. But it was <laughs> I, I worked with an amazing company, and they were completely professional. Um, so I, I love working with them, and it was very smooth, actually. So it's... Uh, it's been a ride. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Nice. Where can people get in touch with you and find your work and do things yeah. so they can plan events? Oh, no, thanks so much. <laughs> that, that's so nice. Um, yeah, Star Events. I am jen.kim at starcateringgroup.com. And Star has two R's. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you want to give away your like Instagram or your Twitter? Yeah, or absolutely. No, Instagram and Twitter is jenkimcreative. That's when I had my own company um, for event management and flower design. I not taking on any flower jobs right now. <laughs> it is way more work than anyone can possibly imagine. Um, but I, I still love recommending 
beautiful designers and people. And we're so lucky in New York. We have the best vendors here, people who are experienced, people who know what they're doing, creative and and, and amazing. So, Yeah. yeah, that's where you can find me. Cool. And where can people go for the forums for AKA and stuff? Um, we have a newsletter, and on our website, you can find our events on our Facebook page. We've got a Lunar New Year dinner coming up. That'll be really fun. Mm-hmm. You're the monkey, um, having some really traditional food to celebrate together. And the next forum will be on February 16th. Info on the website and in the newsletter. And that'll be on Valentine's Day or the following Valentine's Day weekend. Two days after Valentine's Day. It's going to be a Valentine's Day recap. (laughs) Wrap it up, yep. Do you have a whole PowerPoint laid out for I that one? I don't think one? the PowerPoint is going to happen this time. That's a way more time than <laughs> I could That looked like a really good imagine. PowerPoint that took a lot of time and effort. It ta- it's like making a meal because it'll take you, you know, hours to put together and then minutes to eat or go through. So <laughs> that is I, true. I, I, I like to do some multimedia. We're going to have a few videos. Okay. Um, but probably not the PowerPoint. If I can control it, I love PowerPoint, <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. And no speed dating so far. Probably not. For <laughs> hey, if we can make a connection there, great. But <laughs> <laughs> what about like happy hours? Are there gonna be like happy hours? There will be some happy up? hours coming up. Yes, yes. So I, I will announce it soon. I'm actually excited about the next oh, one. Yeah? It's gonna be at a really cool location. Oh, can you um, can you spill the beans on uh, that? I have some connections there. So where? More news soon. <laughs> you don't want to tell me where? Not yet. It's not. It's not. Not, not ready. Yet. Not fully baked. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Fine. It will happen. If not in the next month, then it's gonna be in New York. Soon. Yes. Can yes. you give a general area? Chelsea. Chelsea. Yes. Chelsea is doable for me. I Absolutely. Like, you can make it to Chelsea. I can make it to Chelsea. You'll it's do when it. people are like, "It's gonna be in Brooklyn," and I'm <laughs> like, "Oh God, no. no! No offense to the people who I love in Brooklyn, but it's so far it's away. A lot of travel. It's, it's a lot, travel. lot of travel. Yeah. It's very far. No, like I would rather take the man mass transit down to Hoboken. Hey, yeah. All right. This is a straight shot for me. I'm like, Come to oh, it's right down the hobo. Definitely. We should have more events in Jersey. I completely agree with that. We, we should do that. that. Yeah, yeah. It's been a, it's been uh, talked about. I would love to. I would love to arrange that. There I go volunteering for something else. But yeah. yes, we'll get I somebody else to arrange it, yeah, not right. me. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> but somebody we'll else somebody. in Jersey. Yeah. No, I like that. Who else lives in Jersey that, that uh, we could get? Oh, to we've got up? Tom Kaplan, who it was thinking of. We're arranging. gonna do some public callouts right now. That's Tom why we're gonna Kaplan. do it right now. Tom Kaplan's gonna arrange the Jersey meetup. That's gonna happen soon. Wait, well, let's give him a hard date. We yeah. We're gonna do it in March, <laughs> Tom. Maybe. <laughs> no March. Come on, March is doable. March. That's totally doable yeah. on a Friday. Maybe. Saturday. <laughs> or Saturday. <laughs> Friday, you know, everyone's just like, come out, come out from the, you know, the rest of the week is kind of hard. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah all Need right. a little bit of recoup. And then I mean, Sunday is, you can re- I'm recuperate. Get, I'm getting older, so that, that's all. I, I see. mean, I, I, Saturday's good. All right. So yeah. Saturday in March, Tom. Exactly. Who else lives in Jersey? We can get them to plan all these different events. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Slutter, I know you want to plan something. I know you oh, do. Oh, yeah, you hear do. that, Brian? That's right, Brian. You're in. Doug Erling, you're defecting. We know you're leaving. <laughs> going to miss you. Where's he going? You're supposed to come up here more. Uh, Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Is there any uh, adoptee group in Virginia? Oh, there are some great adoptee groups in Virginia. Which ones? Um, well, there's D.C., um, very close to Virginia. I just went down there for Zeke Anderson's Cad Diaries, which was a lot of fun. Met some great people there, so I would recommend he reaches out to them. Spencer Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of people out here that can uh, yeah. plan some events. Yes. Are they involved with AKA and all? Uh, the D.C.? 
uh, the people who you just mentioned? Um, Tom Kaplan, you're an AKA. Um, and he's also starting I Am Adoptee. That's correct. Website. Very so. happy for Tom and Joy starting I Am Adoptee. Very exciting. Yeah. It's great. So they should come on the podcast. They should. All these people just mentioned should also come All on the podcast. All of them. Are they listening right now? Call Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Are they even listeners? Yes. They should be. <laughs> be on the Rambler. Be I told you to Rambler. like the Facebook page, so get Oh, there, there you do go. It. Yeah, do well, it. when this goes up, this is this better be blowing up. That's right. All kinds of things. Absolutely. There's a lot to do, Cads, and other international adoptees. We're here. Yes. You're not alone. I agree. I mean, I'm calling not only Koreans. I want, like, yeah. Chinese adoptees, Colombian adoptees, Vietnamese, Guatemalan adoptees, Vietnamese, Russian. Ethiopian, Russian. <laughs> Anybody. We We're here for you. <laughs> back uh, over a decade ago, I had a girl from Kazakhstan in the mentorship very program. Nice. So I know there's some from there. That's very cool. All kinds of adoptees. You should join in on this podcast. Do it. <laughs> and and AKA for that matter. For sure. For sure. All right. Love well, to see you. Yes. And come out to the uh, the forums and meet Jen Kim and uh, hire star events <laughs> for <laughs> all your event planning needs. Thank you. All right. Thank you for coming on the podcast Thank and talking so much. to me. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye. All right, cool. That was it. That was the interview with Jen Kim. That was good, huh? I like her. I like Jen Kim. She's a she's a good egg. A sweet girl. You can follow her on Twitter at Jen Kim Creative. And uh, she also has her website here at jenkimcreative.com. That's J-E-N-K-I-M, creative. Like a, she's a creative genius. Uh, and you can also look up uh, any upcoming AKA events, etc., that she might be putting together at also known as .org. And that's all the AKA stuff. I think right now the, uh, the thing that they have up is uh, the registration for the 20th anniversary of also known as, which you should totally register for. I don't know if they, they're still doing the uh, early bird prices, but you know it's the opportunity for you to come out to New York and, and see the sights. And you can meet me, and you can meet Jen Kim, and you can meet... Our guest from episode one, Danny Maori, and uh, my other guests to include Holly McGinnis. She's going to be there too, the founder of AK. Oh my God, the, the president, the founder, the person who runs all the forums and events, and the Rambler. Yeah, we're all going to be there. So I don't know, but there's other incentives. They, they post on their Facebook a, a list. They're counting down the list. Uh, anyways, it's, it's in April, so you should check it out. It's going to be awesome. Uh, you can always follow me on Twitter at the Rambler ADHD. You can always send me an email if you want to either schedule an interview or uh, you just want to write something nice to me that says, uh, hey, we really like what you're doing. You're a cool guy. I like your interview style. And I like the fact that uh, people can ramble and ramble about whatever they want. So anyways, the email address for that is the Rambler ADHD at gmail.com. Uh, and you can also like me on Facebook at facebook.com slash the rambler ADHD. Uh, if you have friends that don't have an iDevice, uh, and don't have iTunes to listen to the podcast, you can always get it. The last two episodes are available at SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash the rambler ADHD. Go to podbean.com and, and look for the rambler ADHD. I think I'm the only one titled that as far as I'm aware. And all the episodes are available there as well. If you have an Android, I heard Pocket Casts is a good way of doing that. Uh, you can listen to other podcasts that aren't me after you get done listening to me. 
And you can download and stream all the episodes for freezies, for freezies. I do that for you guys, uh, for the benefit of you, the listener. Music today is provided by The Bell at Needle Drop Records and A Collective Effort. Uh, you can find them at soundcloud.com slash a collective effort. Uh, anyways, I hope you guys have a great week. Please join me next week when I talk with my guest, Annalisa Freitas. Very excited. Super excited. It's going to be my first uh, non-Korean adoptee guest on the show. So you should definitely tune into that because that is a great interview. And I was really happy that she could sit down and talk with me. Anyways, you guys have a great week. And I will talk to you next week. Have a good one. See ya.